Oh, Jen, welcome to the show, listeners. What a what a show we have in store. It's probably not going to be very interesting. I'm joined, as always, by our fabulous co-host, the Enigma herself, Jenna. Is that how you start off a show? By going, yeah, oh. I just that's no. You need to work. Okay, we had a much better we had a much better greeting before. We need I, to work on this. Do you want me to start over? Oh, I I thought that we're doing a bit. Oh, okay. I wasn't yes, sure. I think you need to work on your deli- on your opening. I could open the show if you would like. It's the least you can, I can open do. the show. It's the least oh, I could do. It is the least you could do. Really, <laughs> it's the least you could do. But yeah, I don't think we're gonna have an interesting episode because did anything interesting happen Sunday night? I don't know. Were you watching TV at all? Did anything uh, groundbreaking happen? I mean, honestly, we weren't really watching TV. We're very lucky that we even saw what we saw live. <laughs> Honestly, okay, so obviously let's set the scene. Listeners, let's set the scene. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the Oscars, the 2022 Oscars, the much anticipated by about 12 people on the internet. Jada and I are two of those people. So many of us, really so few of us were looking forward to the show for being totally honest. And Jada and I were at um our friend's house, Kiana and her family. Kiana, hello, had us over. We're at her house. The Oscars are playing in the background. You know, we're paying attention, but we're not really paying attention. I kept sneaking a, you know, sneaking a peek at the screen. I swear to God, the one lull in the conversation is when Chris Rock comes out to announce best documentary. It's like God knew and he was telling us to be quiet. For some reason, we all quieted down and we were watching the scene. And then all of a sudden, Chris Rock starts making jokes. And then he makes a joke to Will Smith and Jada. And he says he loves Jada's essentially saying Jada, he can't wait for G.I. Jane too, which is referencing her haircut and how she kind of looks like Demi Moore did in G.I. Jane. It's a very outdated joke. I don't know if anyone is thinking about G.I. Jane. I didn't even know, to be honest, I didn't even know there was a female G.I. Jane movie. I was thinking (laughs) G.I. Joe and he just was referring to her looking like she could be a soldier. And I was like, that's weird she has alopecia <laughs> but anyway that's weird yeah. all of a sudden will smith who was laughing when the joke was initially made jada rolled her eyes right away but he comes kind of sitting there and at least he had a smile on his face i don't know if he was actually laughing all of a sudden the guy gets up on stage we're all kind of watching people in the audience are just laughing because they're like oh they're doing a bit they're doing a bit mm-hmm. he walks over his hand goes up we're watching all this from will smith's back Mm-hmm. We see a slap take place, but from the audience at home, we have no idea if it's it real looks or fake. Not. I, I I remember I made a noise. I was like, oh my God, that's a weird yeah. joke. <laughs> I was it's you, you you looked at me, you said Jenna, they're actors, they're acting. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Will comes back down as he sits down, it starts to become apparent that things are not joking, you know, that we're not messing around, really from Lupita Nyongo's expression behind Will. Because the screen glitched and then we see him mouthing stuff. And when you watch the uncensored version, you hear him screaming at Chris, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Unbelievable. And then for some strange reason, the show just goes on. So we could talk about how the show handled it. But when this happened, you know, the audience is still laughing as he's hitting Chris Rock, because I don't think people are understanding what's going on. What's going through your mind? What did you think was happening? I think the first, you know, here's how my my mind worked. It was going a mile an hour. Yeah, and I think (laughs) at first we were sitting in a living room full of people, and I thought my immediate reaction was, "Oh, there's something wrong with their audio. Like the TV is crapping out. You know, like the signals. There's something messed up." I thought it was something on our end. Mm. Then 
it pans to Will's face and you realize, no, he's angry. He's yelling. And then I immediately, I don't even know if I finished watching because it was all, you know, they, the sound was gone. They edited out the sound. I immediately go to Twitter. Of course. Because if you know that if one person is seeing the same thing you're seeing on Twitter, then there's something big going down. Yeah. And then our phones began to flood with like messages from people. Are you seeing this? Did you see what happened? Oh my God. Is this real? Yeah. And I'm just so happy. We at least got to see it live. <laughs> Cause I, I, know. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to go through the hassle of finding out what people were texting us about, but yeah. we could immediately respond and know that we weren't alone. Yes. Was what we saw. I don't think all of us have flocked to Twitter like this since Kim Kardashian leaked the Taylor Swift video. Do you remember that night? That was a huge night on Twitter as well. I really feel like I, that was the last major yeah. pop culture moment that everyone was just tweeting about for days, like that people couldn't get over. I uh, tweeting about for days, but I, I think I feel like I might have done the same thing when La La Land happened. That's usually oh, my yes. general reaction is when, you know, I'm seeing something on TV. I go to Twitter to confirm it. Yeah. You but know, La La Land, we had the benefit of it had to play out on the screen. They weren't going to take everyone off the stage. We were able to see it happen. Whereas with this, like you're saying, was it a glitch? Is it a bit just gone totally awry? Like what's happening? But yeah, we flocked to Twitter. Everyone flocked to Twitter. I personally went on Diddy's Instagram. Diddy, if you'll remember, (laughs) is the one who came out after best documentary. After this whole snafu, he comes out, he says that Chris and Will are going to solve it like brothers. And for some reason, Diddy presents the Godfather. I don't understand why. But because Diddy said they were going to solve it like brothers, I've, of course, I'm obsessing over his Instagram. I'm going over every detail. The guy posts a lot of stories. I gathered nothing. He posted a video of himself in his car, very vague, saying, yeah, it was a crazy night. We're at the after parties. That was it. That was all Diddy had to say. So that was that was my investigative journalism that took place. But yeah, the main thing is what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it's pretty. You know what the crazy part is, too? Okay, so do you know that? Did you know Jada had alopecia? Because I personally didn't know. I I did because, um, well, I know what alopecia is. Um, My dermatologist, you know, made uh, diagnosed me with it a few years back. Turns out I most likely don't have it. It's most my hair loss is most likely related to iron, but I understand the frustration of hair loss, the, the you know, how um, damaging it can be to like your self-esteem and, mm-hmm. and how personal the struggle it is. So I, yeah, when I, I, I've, I've seen that headline around and I, I knew exactly why her hair, you know, her head was shaved. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that she had alopecia. She normally has a haircut like this. And I just figured it's because she has a bone structure for it and because she looks really good with it. Like, I didn't think it was anything beyond that. And believe me, I work, I mean, you know, this, I work at a hair loss company. We're trying to find a solution for hair loss. You should see the emails we get from patients. I mean, it's a very personal issue. I don't think it's funny at all, but I also don't think any of his jokes were funny. That was the weirdest thing. Like he seemed to be just operating off the cuff. So I don't think anything was intentional. I don't think things were planned because he said, remember the Javier Bardem joke? He goes, Javier Bardem and his wife are nominated. It's not Mm -hmm. a wife. It's Penelope Cruz. You know what I mean? Like if it was a planned bit, he probably would have had like it would have been a better structured joke, I feel. I mean, yeah, to me, I think knowing what alopecia is, uh, you know, uh, kind of understanding why she's done it, uh, why that would be offensive. I get all of that. I could also just see it being, you know, he didn't know that she has alopecia. But yeah. again, you should never make that assumption. But, you know, we all say things we don't mean off the cuff, you know, that mm-hmm. you should be more careful of. Yeah. So I could see that, you know, it, it was just kind of a mistake if he was just 
doing like, uh, you know, going off of his own jokes, not reading anything mm-hmm. on a teleprompter that was rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so when we when you realize it's not a joke that the slap was real, mm-hmm. I mean, mixed emotions at first of like, this is the most ridiculous, hilarious thing. This is supposed to be a classy event. What's going on, folks? <laughs> I don't even believe my eyes. It's, it's in the future. I mean, I still wake up. I'm not even kidding. We're like five days removed. And I think did this really happen? This is the most absurd thing that's ever happened in Hollywood. On the other hand, I just felt so disappointed. I mean, how did you, were you like, what emotion did you feel? I, you know, I think I, I I wanted to hear all of the reaction podcasts afterwards. For me, that was entertaining. So, but I moved away from the shock of it, I think pretty quickly. But what's funny was that Ahmed the next morning woke up saying the same thing. And Ahmed has no care in the world for pop culture. He was going, I'm still thinking about the slap. I can't believe that happened. Like he was still in shock, but, um, I, I think, you know, we've said it so many times, what happens behind closed doors? And that day when we were watching this, my dad was there and he goes, celebrities, they're all assholes. Like, yeah. you know, no, I'm not saying Will Smith is an asshole, but there is clearly an act going on in Hollywood. And that night, the cardinal rule was broken. You do not, you reveal too much to the crowd oh. as what had happened that night. The secret's out, you know, now it's... <laughs> That's that's the ultimate thing. It's like this whole Will Smith and his family are the ultimate example of celebrity when you really think about it. Like in today's pop culture, in today's day and age, him and his family have remained incredibly relevant as you could call them social media personalities. But he as of recently, though. Yeah, no, no. But I'm saying I'm saying even in the social media world, aside from acting and all this other stuff, they're like beloved for their social media presence aside from all the others. But Will Smith, if you think about it, he's got to be one of the most universally known people without a doubt. He's a celebrity. He's a movie star. He's a TV star. He's a musician. Like he hits all the boxes. He's an author. As we know, God, he wrote this book (laughs) that revealed way too much information, probably compounded with all of this. I mean, you, it's like how long, I mean, he's so well known. I don't think you can overstate it. It's just Mm -hmm. such a lapse in judgment coming from someone who has worked very hard to have a certain celebrity image. Mm-hmm. who has been such a such a prominent celebrity for decades, who you can imagine has dealt with ridicule nonstop for the past 30 years, which I'm well, sure especially the past two years, point, especially the past especially. couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's it's amazing to see the break. And I, I I'm desperate to understand the thought process, because normally if you're arguing with someone, if someone does something to upset you, there's a verbal altercation before a physical altercation. But watching that, watching that scene, watching what happened at the Oscars, there's no verbal back and forth. It would have been one thing, I think, if he screamed from the audience and said, don't talk about my wife. She has a medical issue. Like when you think about it, what what compelled this guy? He just got up. Chris Rock is standing with his hands behind his back laughing. He thinks he's probably Will is probably coming to do a bit. And then all of a sudden he hits him like there's no the escalation wasn't there. It went from zero to 100. And I, I psychologically, that's not how fights normally happen. It usually takes a lot to get to that point. Let me, let me, let me get into my spiel. So if this is real, which is going to be a conversation I want to have later. Okay. But if this is real, let's, let's recap the past two years of the, uh, you know, Pinkett Smith's family uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, for our listeners. Um, It's been, you know, Jada has a very um, 
public, you know, podcast called the Red Table Talk. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of, they've been very open about their family basically the past couple of years. It's been, they've confirmed they have an open marriage. They've confirmed that Jada has cheated on Will with a very younger man. Their family is on the rocks. Um, Their kids, they've been very open about their lives. Very, very different, I feel, from the, uh, you know, what I think used to be a very polished image for Will, you know, very um, uh, calculated image, not in a negative way, but there's been a change in the past couple of years. And yes, and uh, there's been a change in that sense. This, (laughs) they, he's been ridiculed and made fun of for the past couple of years. There was the crying meme of him because of all this. I could see him kind of going that night. And this is like such like a um, younger generation term, but like the chokehold his wife has on him. <laughs> I could see him going that night. This, you know, I've been ridiculed. My wife has publicly cheated on me. I've had I've had to talk about this for the past two years. You know, my yeah. marriage and who the I am is as a my man. night. Yeah. This was like a move of ego. This is my mm. night. I'm going to go up there and prove everyone what a man I am. I'm going to defend my wife. And the only way I know how to do this is like through like a physical altercation. You know, I'm yeah. finally going to prove what a man I am to the public mm-hmm. and to my wife, because mm-hmm. the past two years have been miserable. I, I get what you you're saying. Understand men, maybe this is just how they are. They, I can tell you one thing. Yeah. I don't understand men at all. I for sure. No, <laughs> no you know what I'm saying? That. Like he went to like the most, it, it, you and I don't understand. We're rational people. He probably went to like the most like irrational yeah. place to really prove a point and prove who he is to like an audience. Yeah. Oh, listen, we all have our moments. Who hasn't snapped once in their life and then regretted it? Thankfully for most of us, we get the you know, the, the blessing of being able to do it behind a private door. I do feel bad for him in that sense that this guy really hasn't had a break for the past three decades. He's on Tom Cruise's level of fame. He's on Brad Pitt's level of fame. There is no one who's that famous who can be normal period Mm -hmm. done. You know, it's, it's just a different reality for them. And he snapped. And like he said in his speech, you, you have to really take a lot of this. You just have to take constant ridicule and he doesn't want to take ridicule anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I will say I rewatched part of the red table talk recently that he did with Jada and it just broke my heart a bit. Like this is just, it's a very weird couple. I, I don't know. I'm not saying they shouldn't be together far be it for me to tell any of these people what's right or wrong or how they should behaving, be behaving. But what a weird experience to watch a very famous couple sit down and dissect an affair for the public's consumption primarily mm-hmm. for the public's consumption. Any other couple in Hollywood will not do that, but for some reason they do it. You know, I just, I, I don't, they're fascinating people. They're the ultimate study of what it means to be an open celebrity in today's mm-hmm. day and age. You know, it's really been a, it, the tone has really shifted in their public persona. And this wasn't to say, you know, this play of ego, it wasn't to say that, you know, he's a bad person. And if anything, I can kind of sympathize with him because if anything, you really want to prove differently to people, right? Who, who their, yeah. their perception of you is, but it was handled in the absolutely like absolute worst way. Yeah. I mean, if this is us, if this is us telling you why telling the, telling, you know, telling, arguing with each other about why we should be sympathetic on the opposite end of it, it was a disgusting example of privilege because mm-hmm. no one else in that room would have gotten away with it. 
He was winning best actor and he knew he was winning best actor and he knows he's the most famous person in that room. He's probably even more famous than Denzel Washington. He knows he's going to be the fifth black man to win an Oscar. He's the only uh, best actor Oscar. He's the only person who would have gotten away with it. Like I've been thinking about this, like uh, Jason Momoa was there that night. Jason Momoa has universal approval rating. Have you ever heard someone who doesn't like this guy? If he got up there and slapped someone, it would be a very different outcome. He wouldn't be sitting and laughing at jokes for the rest of the show. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's gross in that sense. Like he did it partly because he was, of course he snapped. He was pissed off. He was upset. He's tired of being ridiculed. They deal with a lot, but he also did it because he could get away with it, you know? And the biggest thing about it, as someone who's been wanting him to win, who was excited that we'd have like probably a speech at the Oscars that would really be remembered. I was just bummed. I was like, why would you ruin your own night? Like, this is your night. Denzel was on the red carpet before the show saying this is Will's night. Everybody knew it was his night. And he still he just fucked himself over. I mean, what's interesting about that is I don't think there was enough time for him to think about what would happen and what this would mean if he did that. This was a a very what could be a very rational person acting in a very irrational like Mm -hmm. moment. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen the video, the 30 seconds, you know, from the joke happens, we see him laughing. We see Jada rolling her eyes. We see it, the camera flash back to Chris Rock. All of a sudden we see Will Smith walking on stage. Yeah. We didn't see, have time to see what happened, what else happened. We, I'm sure he didn't, they didn't even have time to really think about what was actually going on until after it happened. I'm later on, sorry. Later on when Diddy comes out a couple <laughs> minutes later, we see Will clapping and laughing. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? It was yeah. That's the thing too. And then when the when um Summer of Soul won for best documentary and Questlove and his group are coming up to accept it, he's up laughing and shaking everyone's hand. Like it's that's scary cognitive dissonance, Jenna. That is a terrifying example of someone who has no idea what they've done. Or maybe because like people who are in the room said the air just went out of the room. Everyone became you dead could quiet. Feel no it. one knew what to do. You could feel it when you, you were could watching it. Feel it. But apparently Will Smith is the only one who couldn't feel it because he's up there. He's laughing. He's hugging people, you know, and then very quickly during commercial breaks, he's crying. What did you think of Denzel and Bradley Cooper and Tyler Perry, um, you know, going up to him? People, they're mixed reports. Some people say they were comforting him. Other people say like Denzel was reprimanding him and telling him this is how you should handle your speech. Bradley was trying to calm him down. What what do you think of that? I I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't blame those people. I don't think that was a bad move or anything. I probably would have mm-hmm. done the same. You know, when you see we've all gone out and we've seen our yeah. friends maybe drink a little too much and react. I've never seen my friends get in fights, but I've seen them react and you go, hey, hey, are you OK? Calm down. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You want to calm them down and make sure they're not going to do anything else, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do wish we could have gotten the flip side of Chris, who was talking to Chris Rock, who was interacting with Chris Rock. We have too many questions. This is a problem. We need a documentary of this night. You know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I know his joke was in poor taste because, again, you should never make an assumption about someone's appearance. Yeah. You don't know what they're going through. Like, remember when Chadwick Boseman, Boseman had posted a video or something was circulating of him online right before he passed away. He was very thin. People were like, are you on drugs? Like they were. And the next thing we know, the guy dies of cancer. So yeah. you should never. Appearances assume. are off limit. Weight jokes aren't funny anymore. Hair jokes aren't funny. Height jokes aren't funny. Like, But in all sentence. of this, I feel like I haven't heard any podcasts, any reactions of people going, I feel bad for Chris Rock. This was a really horrible thing to have gone through. I actually have heard people, I've heard people like I've been, you know, I listen to like Conan's podcast and um, 
and um, different interviews like that. People, the unanimous, um, you know, the what's it called? The perception is of people who work in the industry is that Chris Rock is a really nice guy. So they say, again, this is all conjecture. Who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. But I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about Chris Rock. I don't think anyone's against him, but yeah, it's not, it's not who do you, okay. This is a good question. Who would Will have had to hit for the public to completely turn on Will? Who's a beloved figure that they would never. Denzel. Denzel. (laughs) Meryl, Tom. Yeah. I don't know. Denzel for sure. We would, we would have never forgiven. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then brings us to the speech. This speech was, I have no idea what to think of it. There were a couple moments that broke my heart. Like he talks about his mom and how she was, she chose to stay in Philly with her friends. And then she he had says, a like, night. <laughs> and then he, but he says like, this is a very complicated moment for me, which echoes what Denzel Washington was saying on the red carpet prior. He was saying, it's been a long time coming for Will. I'm sure there are many emotions going on. So it's probably well known among the the Hollywood elite, right? That there was some troubled water. Or maybe he was feeling tense or what have you. But it's a bummer to see someone in their Oscar speech just, you know, seem so upset and say, this is such a complicated moment. I don't want to look crazy. It's, it, this moment's going to be tainted forever by oh yeah, one of the most famous things like moments to ever happen on television yeah for sure I don't think anything he could have said in his speech would have been correct but I will say apologizing to the academy and everyone in the room but not Chris Rock is is, awful is is bad that I mean even if you don't mean the apology you still say it it's not because it's a terrible look I mean how do Mm -hmm. you this again do you not see how you're coming across well so let me tell you this okay I have some so Chris Rock um this was a couple of days ago. He still hadn't spoken out. Um, but his brother, Tony Rock, who's also an actor and comedian, was doing Q&A. I think he does a weekly Q&A on his social media. And so, of course, this week, people were asking. He was addressing. Apparently, Will Smith had still never hadn't reached out personally to Chris Rock to apologize, wow. only through that public statement. And huh. we also know that, uh, you know, the Academy has claimed that they asked Will Smith to leave whether that means they suggested it to a publicist or they went directly to him no idea yeah and they refused that idea it doesn't help it's not a good look it isn't it's it doesn't, none of that helps the look no no how could the academy have handled it better i've thought about this they clearly in that moment had to were probably thinking to themselves either we address this and we kind of pause the telecast or we just pretend it didn't happen and we make jokes and we go on with the night. And clearly they chose the latter, but what would you have liked to have seen? That would have been a better response in the moment for the show. I don't, I think, I think what they did, they just had to keep it going. And, oh, you know, really? especially, I mean, especially like the Academy, like they've had been very problematic in general in the past. And this is the one thing that they're going to stand up for correctly. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. When it comes to like this whole revoke his Oscars, uh, Oscar, you have no, there's no room. They gave Woody Allen an Oscar, you know. Well, Harvey Weinstein still has. Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey still has both his Oscars. Mm -hmm. So absolutely not. Okay. It's it's, that, that, that would be. This was, it was a bad moment. It was the absolutely wrong moment, but I'm hope I'm choosing to believe that this was like a really just a terrible mistake. And this isn't. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, this reveals a lot about celebrities and celebrity culture, but and who's lying and what. But hopefully, like they're mostly doors. good people. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah, I will say. I think though, I would have liked to have seen the telecast. I would have liked it if a host came out after, right mm-hmm. after it happened, like Wanda Sykes or someone, and she was like, "Chris, you know, why don't you step backstage? I'm going to finish up." presenting Mm -hmm. the fact that they made him keep presenting to me is the most baffling part that what's what really upsets me because this was all within a couple of minutes no jana they had enough time the glitch in the telecast that whole interaction between him and will was like a minute you have enough time to make a split decision in your head and think okay send someone out on stage get chris off the stage because the poor guy is probably you see him look around for a second he's probably thinking i'm abandoned i'm up here i just have to keep going i I think Mm -hmm. that's what they they to the they should have thought of him and how freaking horrible that must have been like you understand what i'm saying right his hands are behind his back he's standing there laughing leaning forward you don't do that if you think you're about to get hit like it must have been a shock of all shocks yeah okay final question for you does this make you think any differently of will smith does it make you like him any less it leaves a bad taste in my mouth um knowing what we know now he hasn't reached out personally as far as we know was asked to leave to not leave no nor did i see i i i, I feel split. bad you're I'm torn split. but it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth and there's oh there are rumors that they're going to talk about this on red table talk oh my god well how could they not so, capitalize so on it? okay so <laughs> let's see all right so now let's get into the conspiracy theories all right okay wait can i tell you what can i think i i just want to say i agree with you okay. I feel torn. For some reason, this doesn't make me turn on Will. I will say, though, I saw a tweet that was like, it said like, okay, Will Smith has officially dropped the good guy act. And that really stuck with me because at the end of the day, these people are all performers and you develop a connection with them, but they're probably all just very good at behaving a certain way for the public. And that's really scary. The idea that you don't know someone. (laughs) And of course, I don't actually know these people, but I'd like to think that like someone like Tom Hanks is actually a nice guy and he hasn't just been lying to us for decades. I mean, that's basically what dad said. They're all assholes, right? But I I would hope that they're not. But it it just doesn't seem it it seems the code, the code was broken on Sunday night. The code was broken. All right. We got too much of a peak. All right. So my theory is. I don't know if I believe. Okay, but it if. I don't know if I believe if this was fake, but if it was fake, I feel like this is why it it was. We know that Will and his family, they've had the beef, their beef with the Academy, right? I could see, and we know that the, the show, the ratings have been plummeting. Horrible. I don't know whose idea this was, Horrible. but if they were like, let's do something, let's pull a bachelor, let's do something batshit crazy to get the views up. You know, Chris Rock and Will Smith also have a history. They've been together on, you know, his show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and whatnot. They've known each other Mm -hmm. in the industry for a while. What if Will was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll do this, guys. I don't care. I'm going to get my award. I'm not going to come back here. Fuck the Academy. Let's make my award one of the most watched, like awards ever most memorable awards ever in our whole you like really lifetime. think that could be possible sada what what did we like <laughs> do you really think that could not be possible what did we just learn i do i do think it's not possible i'll tell you why the academy is not into when he started swearing from his seat i knew it wasn't staged because they don't do that stuff in their bits okay mm-hmm. that's number one at least i think number two 
Will wants to be part of the club. He is desperate to be the leader of the club. It's very apparent. This isn't a guy who's been quiet about wanting an Oscar. That's what's so interesting about it. You know, I don't think you can say he wants to say, fuck the Academy. I really don't. I think no, he wants like to be leading the He's Academy. Like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do this for like, I'll do this for the Academy and we'll make my award the most memorable award ever. And I don't care if I'm back. Like I Maybe didn't, you know, like I got what I wanted. Yeah, that's probably the psychology of why he slapped him. Like, I'm winning tonight, so fuck everything else. I can do Maybe. this, but I yeah, fake. I'm leaning towards no, it's not. Asana, let's okay. <laughs> we Harvey Weinstein is a whole thing. People literally fake their relationships for publicity. Yeah, like why? Yeah. How? <laughs> everyone's why cheating on each other all the time. How could this? How could the? How could Hollywood be above this? Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, it's a possibility. It's, it's crazy. I don't believe it, but it's a possibility. I if there was a leak a year later from now, I would, I'd be like, See, I'm not surprised. Yeah. If there was okay. a leak about this being somewhat fake and maybe in the moment, maybe in the moment, the slap wasn't supposed to happen. Right. Like, but I mean, in rehearsals, the slap wasn't supposed to go down. He was just going to go up there and yell at him. But yeah. maybe Will was like, I'm going to a method actor. I'm going to pull out the slap and we're just going to go with it. And, that, you know, it's, yeah, it's possible. You're not I wrong. Know. I just hope that this wasn't the strategy of all the strategies <laughs> that could occur. I hope this wasn't wasn't the one leading the uh, leading the charge. Are there any other theories? That's it. That's that's my only theory. <laughs> OK, well, um, God, where did I hear this? You know that there was always been rumors that Will Smith used to be a Scientologist. Yes. And this is like a thing oh in God, Scientology. No, they're this very physical. They're aggressive. Like if you don't like what someone is doing, um, like you saw when we went to tour the Scientology church, they have those rooms where you do therapy sessions. You do your therapy sessions. Oh my God. And I'm it's alone like, again. Why did we record about scary things when I'm alone? Oh my God. Hey, relax. This is not a target. I'm okay. not speaking for oh the church. God. All I'm saying is I don't, a physical aggression is a component of some of these therapy sessions in Scientology. So possibly you know, could this be, wow. could this be Will's way of saying he's a Scientologist? That's oh. one theory. <laughs> Is that a floating theory or did you come up with that? I heard it somewhere. <gasps> obviously, everyone, obviously I'm getting around and other people were getting around too, but who knows? My no. third theory is that they want to distract from the Ukraine cl- conflict, but I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> like the government does? Think of Jenna. This is all that we've been talking about for. Wait, hold on. I want to go back hours. To this, I want to go back to Scientology for two seconds. Yeah. That would explain why he was a very irrational person and why he was like immediately crying after you watch the master. I made you watch the master Philip Seymour Hoffman, Joaquin Phoenix. It's the Paul Thomas Anderson movie where it's kind of based on the, origin I know, of I know the movie, I know the movie. <laughs> and you remember the scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin are going back and forth. And Philip keeps asking him a question, 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 mm-hmm. and it gets aggressive. It gets aggressive. And then Joaquin starts sobbing like that's <laughs> That's a pretty fair representation. (laughs) Because that was one of the most baffling things. I feel like I was watching a Sims character in a lot of ways on Sunday night, not a real person. Like you can't slap someone and then sob and call yourself a a vessel of love. You can't like, you can't, what is it? You can't teach a dog. It's like a child. It's it's childish in a way. It's weird. You know, it's not, uh, there's something that was off about it. It wasn't normal. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, relax. Oh my okay, God, right. I can't. Wow. So to wrap up the slap discussion, what obviously 
the question on everyone's mind is what's going to happen next year. Are they going to try and capitalize this on the show? Do they have Will Smith and Chris Rock hosts together? What do they bring back the three hosts from this year to kind of like do a makeup show? What, what do we, what would you like to see? What do you think is going to happen? I want the classic Oscars back. All right. I want movie style, movie theater style viewing. I want a single host. I want an intro, a song, a really great monologue. I want the classics and I want to forget this ever happened. Yeah. There were a lot of bits I will say that I liked. I I loved the fact that they were honoring some anniversaries. Like it's really cool to see the cast of Pulp Fiction and the cast of The Godfather come together. I think that's something that should stay like a little movie. Make this a dedication to movies and just focus on the real movie lovers. You're never going to reach a mass audience again of 80 million people. You just aren't. So try and produce a quality show. You know, that's so sad. What what year was 80 million? I think the early to late, the 90s were very well. People really cared about movies in the 90s. Early 2000s were also great. I think like after like 2012, we started really falling off. 2012, 2013. Well, OK, really, so it's let's just have this conversation here. I don't feel like people don't care about movies any less. I we've just acknowledged the fact that they're not going to theaters, right? Yeah. So if we're still watching movies at home, why aren't the Oscars a big deal anymore? We've had a lot of great work come out. You could argue like we've that they need to be making great movies that they need to be on streamers. Who knows that HBO or, you know, oh, for sure. Fucking the show fucking like us like we were like downloading fubu whatever the hell that is like to like watch the show like because it wasn't on sling and we don't have youtube tv anymore because it's like 70 dollars a month but yeah absolutely so is that really just it that it's on live television and we're not they need to well, let me make ask some kind this. of deal with someone to stream it layla's generation cares about euphoria like nothing i've ever seen in my entire life they don't care about who's winning awards they just don't. It doesn't mean anything if something wins best picture. Do, does, do you think Layla, it means anything to Layla? If I tell her, look, this is a best picture winner. It's I shame. just don't know if people care. It's a shame. And you know what it is too? There have always been a lot of award shows that lead up to the Oscars, but we have so much, I think we're getting oversaturated. Like I know who's going to win everything by the time we get to the Oscars and it takes the fun out of it. What Hollywood should do is cut down to like two or three shows. And just make them big moments, get a bunch of stars, have them come together, get on a streamer. I think it would be better. I think because you have the Producers Guild, you have the SAGs, you, you have the Golden Globes, you had the Directors Guild, you have Critics' Choice. There's Jenna, there are the Baftos, you have a thousand shows. Mm-hmm. It's oversaturation. And so the yeah. watching audience, I think, just gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, because they already have watched 20 shows leading up to it and they'll just see yeah. the news on Twitter can just see the news on Twitter. If anything big happens, guess what? It'll be on Twitter as we saw Sunday night, right? But yeah, I just don't know if people care as, as much about awards, which is mm-hmm. insane because like The Dark Knight came out 15 years ago, almost. It'll be 15 mm-hmm. years next year. The fact that that movie was a nominee for Best Picture it created such an uproar that the Academy mm-hmm. changed its rules. The Academy mm-hmm. reworked the way that they nominate movies. So like 15 years ago, and people they expanded cared so the, much the about this stuff. Yeah, people mm-hmm. cared so much about this stuff. At what point did people just decide they stopped caring when TV went like this and became all the rage? Probably. It's when Layla's generation grew up and had a brain. They decided a brain. they can only watch 60 second videos on TikTok. Ugh. Okay. All right. I'm depressed. Let's do. <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> do and now couple... I'm depressed. 
a couple rundowns. Okay, so Coda won Best Picture, mm-hmm. which is on Apple TV. I haven't even watched it myself yet. My God, there's been too much to do. I haven't. I almost did, but I watched Macbeth instead because okay. I'd been wanting to see Macbeth. Yeah. Okay. Dune, if you'll remember mm-hmm. the little movie that you and Ahmed have refused to watch, um, directed by beloved French director Denis Villeneuve. It mm-hmm. swept all the technical categories, cinematography, score, sound, editing, mm-hmm. production design. Yes, it didn't get a director's nomination, even though he somehow clearly made the technically best movie because all the other categories it won, won the everything director else. was not recognized. And it didn't get best picture, but yet every element of it was best. You, so I understand. it's just how does why how does this stuff happen? You, you know, you like Lord of the Rings sweeped Titanic mm-hmm. swept, you know, because those were the movies of those years. Dune is like the real cinematic achievement of this year. Like in terms of a movie, it's fascinating. It's innovative. It's exciting. Just didn't win best picture though, but apparently it's the best in every other way. Is this something we're going to look back on years from now and regret? Possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on, because you have just <laughs> so much to say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't disagree okay. with you. It's completely valid. It's a completely valid argument. The Academy no. never makes sense with their nominations. You're right. You're right. So why do you <laughs> care about this show? Maybe that's why people don't care about the show. They're tired of disappointment. Well, we stopped. I stopped watching The Bachelor because I was tired of being disappointed. It's true. OK, Jessica Chastain and Will Smith won Best Actress, Best Actor. For impersonations, essentially, she was impersonating Tammy Faye. He was impersonating Richard Williams. Another Academy typical this. Academy move. Yeah, but like I will say, like there is a difference between character actors doing impersonations and then acting like this, where it's kind of showy, and mm-hmm. it's you know just calling for an Oscar. Like when Daniel Day Lewis played Lincoln, it was transformative. And it was when, embodiment. It was embodiment. When Philip Seymour Hoffman was playing like what we assume is a version of L. Ron Hubbard, it was embodiment. It was incredible. (sighs) Like, so, so you have those kinds of biopics that I like watching a lot because it's about the psychology. And then you have biopics like this where like, even though I enjoyed King Richard, I'm like, why does the Academy love rewarding this kind of shtick so much? You know, the, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The showy kind of impersonations. Are you saying the story just basically then it's just the character and the story lacked depth? Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, like people, a little people shallow. say that the Jessica Chastain movie, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I just have no interest people in. People just didn't like. I love yeah. They, that, it was atrocious. She was the only good thing about it. Which makes no sense then as to why she would win. I mean, she looked stunning. I As soon as I saw her in a dress, I wanted her to win. And I like, I love her. I'm happy for her. Yeah, but she's beautiful. I mean, Amy Schumer made that joke and I was it her monologue. I think she made that joke where like, oh, like here we are at the Academy where they apparently don't care about reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. But yeah, this is I don't just disagree something- with you. It was, you know, well, like King Richard was just like another generic performance. I mean, I've heard yeah. people say that this was like one of his like he won for it's like when Leo won, right? Mm, one for, for something the you wouldn't consider it was his best. Actually, though, I think this was Will's one of Will's best. I'm just saying I'm tired of this, like to win an Oscar, you have to do like Eddie Redmayne won for the theory of everything, which is just not a good movie. And I honestly don't really like that performance, you know? Well, now it's well, these days too, that performance was, you know, it's um, 
spoken down against I, you know yeah. like like that he shouldn't he was a straight like a cisgender man he oh, shouldn't have in no, the, been in that role of you're thinking of the one the danish girl oh after. you're right theory oh, of everything for the danish stephen girl. hawking no theory oh. of everything though he played stephen hawking who danish girl he was nominated towards the end of his life danish yes. girl he was also nominated i think there are issues yeah. with both performances to be honest mm-hmm. with you but yeah um i just don't i hope this is a trend we break at some point you know, if you like, I hope, I don't know. I want to see actors win for like Casey Affleck's performance in Manchester by the oh, Sea because it's genuinely moving. Still tugs you at your heart. Yeah. Strings. I don't want to see people win because they had a really good accent and they wore a lot of prosthetics. I'm just sick of that. Yeah. Okay. Last thing that I have for you. Jane Campion won Best Director. Did you see her mm-hmm. speech by any chance? At the Oscars, I know her speech at the SAG was it was a little bit problematic. Yeah. Well, what one was that? She like referenced the Williams sisters, Serena yeah. and Venus, and she's and like, she says she's had it harder. She's had it harder because she deals with men yeah. in the industry. Uh, Serena and Venus Williams haven't dealt with men in their oh industry. Oh my god. But anyways, I mention her because prior to her going up on stage, Kevin Costner came out who we love, of course, yes. old Hollywood Kevin Costner at this point, comes out, he gives a beautiful like three-minute monologue about why mm. he loves movies. And then she comes on stage and she goes, thanks, Kevin, that was really dramatic. <laughs> so upset. It's like, leave Kevin Costner alone. She just doesn't uh, seem nice. This yeah. on top of the Venus and Serena joke, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't it just like seems like a, they're just, you know, some wins this year we're going to look back on in a year or so and, and, and go, why, 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 yeah. why did we give it to these unlikable people? I know. Or these know. average performances. Yeah. All right. Well, I think next year should be exciting because there's a Martin Scorsese movie coming out. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of movies, I think, that are going to be worth getting excited about, you know? Mm-hmm. So, we well, I just wanted to go back to some, you know, I want to see some normalcy. I want to see mm-hmm. a classic show. I want to see them venture into partner with Hulu to stream. Yeah. Make it available for viewing. Like if you don't want to, like we already pay for Hulu, Hulu, right. It, uh, you know, like if you don't want to just give it to us mm-hmm. as part of our subscription, give it to us for $2. Well, people will like, we'll pay the $2. Uh, or, watch it or, is it going to bring what? others in probably maybe not but maybe so if they want to you know make it yeah. a whole outing but because Oscars it's party. not on um you know network television i think they'd have a lot more freedom with the show mm-hmm. it could be you know it could be a bit more fun probably i'm glad they brought back clips but yeah they need to stream i mean like i'm saying euphoria on hbo massive su- success every sunday night maybe hbo is their forum Hulu is probably another good option too, but there's, mm-hmm. there's gotta be something better than this. You have to wonder if at some point ABC will say, we're not getting any ratings. We're not airing your show anymore. Mm-hmm. That would be, I couldn't even imagine. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. Thanks to our <laughs> listeners. How huh? we really, we really covered the bases uh, here. Will Smith, I did, you know, Chris I feel, Rock. I, I feel like we gave I don't want to be like, our take was so unique, but I feel like it was an interesting take in comparison to all the podcasts I've been listening to this week. So I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the privilege thing, the celebrity thing, the what does it mean to just have everything on display? What does it mean to sit down with Jada at the red table talk and talk about entanglements? I mean, they're just, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating if that red table talk episode comes out, I guarantee you it's oh. gonna be like the most listened to, most downloaded podcast episode ever. Well, I don't think I think it's a Facebook like uh, web show. I don't even know if it's a podcast. You have to. I watch thought it, it was online. a podcast. 
I hope it's a podcast. Believe me, I will download. <laughs> I, but you know what? It's not table. an interesting episode. Yeah, it's a unless, podcast. It's not an interesting episode unless Chris Rock is also there because he's the one person we haven't heard of. Heard from which I mean, I'm sure they. I wouldn't put it past them. I'm sure they would like try. They're going to try to reach out, maybe, and he's going to want a lot of money for it. And yeah. you know what? It would be good for all of them. Yeah, and then we'll have sit through a celebrity interview where they talk about healing and they talk about all this bullshit that they don't mean. But it'll still be interesting. We'll still listen to it. <laughs> we'll still listen to it because we are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We feed the machine that is celebrity culture, Jana. And I'm going to leave our listeners with that. It's okay. better than feeding like the TikTok star culture is, honestly. It's Those true. people are on Jimmy Fallon now. Have you seen this? They're like on like tele- late night. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. This was another thing I was just going to mention about this debacle. We've officially entered the podcast age because after this happened if this had happened five years ago we would have thought to ourselves i can't wait to see what the late night hosts are going to say about this but this happening in today's day oh. and age, it was i can't wait to see what the podcasts are going to be i can't wait to this. hear what my favorite podcasts are going to say yeah so we're yeah. officially we're isn't it weird like we're essentially back in the radio era we moved out uh-huh. of radio to tv and we're back in i can't believe we have we're left because this is so nice that i can put a podcast on while i'm at work and yeah. i'm entertained without people thinking i'm watching tv it's, it's amazing exactly <laughs> it's the age-old problem how can i oh. watch tv at work <laughs> I'll put in a podcast all right jenny thank you so much till next all time right. Huh? all right thanks guys